back class, it's um, good to have you. Um, take your seats if you can. Um, for Fall 103, um, my personal uh, TAFE course into um, the mighty fall, um, we're going to be going hard and fast for this last session. I know you've stuck with the course so far and I thank you for that. Um, just heard 50 year old man by the mighty fall uh record that came out in 2008 um imperial wax solvent it was called and uh there was a track out of the uh, 50 year old man i'm not quite a 50 year old man but um not far off um and um to be honest uh, most fall fans will find themselves in that bracket and They'll all have had their own journey. This is my personal one. And I've got to say, hope you can hear me over the frogs of Queensland. Um, highly apt, I think, um, the frogs are outside in the rain of this tropical climate. Um, where I moved to um, in 98. And um, I think it's safe to say, as a shock, um, perhaps, a shock opener to this um, third instalment of my fall journey, that... The fall and I parted ways as I left, um, as I left the United Kingdom, as I left um, England. To be fair, flew out of, flew out of London. Let's be honest, um, and came to Australia. Now I'd been a huge fan. I'd really enjoyed their work, and um, I reckon I'm just one of those fall fans that had a period where I just like got into it quite a lot. And you know, after six or seven albums, you think, well, you know, I've got a fair flavour of these guys you know and um, it's fair to say that in the last couple albums that the standard maybe had dropped off from my earlier more exciting sort of mid 80s albums into the mid 90s where it really had got a little bit ah not so much um, the track we heard um, was actually from an album um, as I say Imperial Wax Solvent 2008 I kicked off there because I will soon be a 50 year old man as I mentioned before, to my shame. Um, but um, I wanted to kind of bridge that huge span that we're going to try and make tonight. We're going to make it all the way from Middle Class Revolt in 94, where we finished off last time, up to New Facts Emerge, the last fall EP, uh, LP, I'm sorry, in uh, 2017, um, with the demise of the big man. Um, just around the time we started doing Lords, uh, or or thereabouts, maybe the year before, um, and so they caught me um, just in a kind of a nostalgic phase, going back, and um, that's what happens, you know, with the fall fans. You've got so much to go back to, um, and uh, that's what started happening to me as a a fan, as I say, in the eighties. By the time I left the UK, I would had a lot more different musical interests. Um, from the shoegaze stuff to the dance stuff, whatever you want to call it, the fall were kind of old for me, um, but had a special place in my heart, and I knew that they were still out there putting out records, and I think the next one I was aware of, the next track I was aware of, was one called Two Librans, and um, we're going to hear a bit of that now, um, to give you a bit of a, a flavour of, I guess... What happened for me was I started to hear them again. This is from 2000. Two Librans. There were two Librans sat on a hill and a wall 
First minute, I guess, of two Librans um, from a fall LP called The Unutterable um, came out in 2000. And um, this is the first, I guess, reintroduction to the fall that I'd heard in quite a while um, since moving to Australia. And again, apologies for the frogs if they are in the background. I hope you can make out my dulcet tones over them damn amphibians. But... Um, uh, you know that that I, I guess I just wanted to get into the fact that, that I just lost the soap opera element of it. The soap opera of the fall was kicking people out, marrying your band members from time to time, falling out with them, getting new people in. You know, having a huge successful album for the falls. You know, level of success, and then breaking it all apart again. And this was all going on, of course, and never really stopped. Um, just wasn't part of it, you know, I kind of, um, I mean, I suppose uh, it was only later in the day that I realised what the Bricks era was all about, and um, that was a soap opera, but it was never the forefront, um, but it sort of over overtook, if you like, in the music press anyway, it overtook the quality of the music for a few albums, I think, I think that's fair to say, um, they still stick out some great, um, some great records and I really liked the two Librans when I heard it. Um a thing I also wanted to talk about was the mighty John Peel who was a radio DJ that was championed him really when probably nobody else would um right from their early days. Um what they what he did was he recorded something called uh, Peel Sessions. If you're a music fan you may or may not have heard of those but the fall really exemplified um the point of those things. And they were to just give a different version on some of the um, album recordings. The, the Fall were always a uh, a work in progress, even while they were <laughs> trying to put an album out. Um, well, they put one out, but it was done in a kind of chaotic fashion. Um, what happened is John Peel would get bands in and record a session of their few favourite tracks, put them out live in the radio, and um, those became very very popular in and of themselves a bit like bootlegs would do or you know um things like that back in the day so um we're going to hear specifically the john peel session version of theme from sparta fc and um, hugely different um to the album version um much rockier much more of that slab sound and i'm going to be hearing a few of those tonight um the slab version of the fall um, we will touch on a couple of other styles, but um, definitely Sparta FC uh, makes no bones. Um, so we'll have a bit of that. This, um, this I believe, uh, came from the Real New Fall LP, um, 2003, Sparta FC.
team ethic, isn't it? It's um, the crazy manager, and um, by this time, uh, the young bucks all filing in behind um, to play for the Mad King. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of bands came and went. They became uh, his backing band at this point. Less the fall with Marquis Smith, and more who's there this week. Um, and some of those bands, some of those. Um, concoctions were ferociously talented and you know extremely powerful and uh and really worked and they were then disbanded <laughs> almost as punishment for nearly becoming successful for nearly breaking through and they would just keep putting out these great records and then like they would fall apart um, or be taken apart probably more accurately um i remember when we were doing the lord session one time i played a track called blindness um, off of Hedge Roll, which was uh, touted as the return to form. Now, this is 2005, so we're kind of 10 years out of, I guess, the golden era, or the close-to-golden era kind of chart-scraping <laughs> era of the fall. Um, but, um, yeah, around around this time, they started to have a renaissance of sorts. Um, you know, younger bands were mentioning them again, um, perhaps for the third time, and um, yeah, there was a, a I guess um a real cool edge to what they were doing, um, and then there was some dodgy albums just thrown in, you know, and it was just that was the pattern. Just when you thought they were they were on a track, they would just constantly pump out albums, and they weren't always tip top, um, to be fair, um, through the through the two thousands, um, but I would say uh, let's say a, a track like Burry. Um, which uh, was off of um, Your Future, Our Clutter, 2010. We'll have a listen to that. Um, but I would urge you to also check out the video for this because it kind of exemplifies what I would say is just that moment where Mark became, if you like, the anti-Elton John. Um, he became an institution in his own right. They slowed the... It's beautifully shot, this video. Um Burry is a town in England, and um, in this, Mark is really having a go uh, at something, as he always is. But one of the things is somebody he's met who uh, tried to correct his pronunciation of the town Burry. Um, that aside, and that's a very, very full topic, um, that aside, the video was shot to present an absolute institution um, and you can definitely see not only a second wife, Elena, also um, far, far more attractive than he has any right to be um, married to. Uh, uh, and himself, you know, a, an absolute wizened old mad king, like I said. And these young, young guys look lean, keen, angry, ready to, ready to mix it. And you'll hear it on this track, Burry, but I urge you to go out and check out the video as well.
invisible buildings and used to stop drafts in glass fronted There we go, that's about a minute and a half's worth of Burry parts two and four um, for you prog rock fans out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, where are we? We're, um, we're dashing through the second half. We've come all the way from the mid-90s, my departure to Australia, um, a key album, Levitate, a key album, Marshall Suite, um, you know, and then we're into the 2000s and some dodgies and then some, you know, renaissance times. And we're racing straight through uh, a few ones at the end there. I was originally going to play something from their final album, New Facts Emerge. Um, but as, you know, as not everyone is the world's biggest fall fan, I'm going to try and rein it in and um, kind of, Kind of cap off with something a bit unusual, but before we get that, um, I'll just say you know that the soap opera continued. Um, uh, Elena, his gorgeous new uh, East European wife, left him. Um, he got a new band in, and bang, new facts emerge came out in two thousand and seventeen. The final um, fall LP, um, as if to kind of prove. That, uh, that it would never die <laughs> um, and unfortunately it did, it did with Mr Mark um, year after that I think, uh, 2018 2019 somewhat um, sad day of course for the fans um, and you know I've got albums to discover and you know I'm a kind of a, a kind of an atypical fall fan I had my period and um, I, you know I, that period I really enjoyed but um, the second half wasn't really for me, but there were some great tracks. Going to flip back, as I suggested earlier, to finish off with um, something that kind of round off the course, as it were, um, by playing a really unusual song that um, exemplifies uh, the fall ethic maybe more than anything else. So if you cast your minds back to the tutorial for 102 and we talked about how um, there was a series of albums with Bricks and then a series of albums um, post Bricks, his, um, his first wife, um, Mark's first wife, and uh, weirdly, weirder perhaps than anyone could really um, imagine but not that weird for the fall she came back she came back and recorded an album or two and um, one of them was Cerebral Caustic in 1995 um, and on that you know they'd thought about you know getting recognition for songwriting and um, she definitely wanted to be recognised for that wrote a beautiful song and left it for Mark in the studio and he followed it up um, and uh, it, it remains as a testament to his total um, dedication to things being the fall um, even at the expense of I don't know, most people's taste um, not mine I love this track, I don't know why um, perhaps I was um, I was I was groomed early and I couldn't say no but there's something about the way he destroys Brix's beautiful um, track here with what's just Venom you know, you can hear it. Um, just change his topic. This track is called Bonkers and Phoenix. It might as well be called Bonkers and Prestwich. Um, uh, but the 
the the the the track I, I've always I've always enjoyed. It's brought a tear to my eye. It, it really speaks about lost love to me. Um, if you can hear that, um, you've maybe heard as much fall as I have. Um, and if if that's the case, I'm happy for you. And if that's not the case, get your ass in gear. Get some fall into you. Um, thanks for attending the class. You can um, take your uh, exam uh, exam sheets on the way out and. Um, We'll see you next semester for something completely different. But for now, we're going to leave you with Bonkers and Phoenix by the Mighty Fall. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bonkers at Phoenix. Bonkers at Phoenix. Bonkers at Phoenix.